podcasting from my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life in my head or on paper, this is the Smut Lancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 46. This week, let's talk about how you figure out when you should say yes to something and when you should say no to it. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. And just as a reminder, if you enjoy any of the episodes, uh, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app, wherever you listen to the show. Um, And whenever you come across a piece of content I've created that actually helps you and has made a legitimate difference in your smut lancing life, please feel free to share it on your social media networks um, to help spread the word. This week's episode is brought to you by QuickBooks Self-Employed. Is 2019 the year you want to grow your income and track it? I use QuickBooks Self-Employed to figure out how much I've made for the year, to project how much I will make, to keep track of my expenses, and to pay my quarterly taxes. Even if you don't need to do all of that yet, it's great for tracking your income, no matter how big or small. Save 50% off the cost for a full year by using my special link, bit.ly slash smutlancer, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash smutlancer, or use the link in the show notes and make 2019 the year you watch your smutlancer income grow. So I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that I tend to use the things that I am thinking about or uh, dealing with as fodder for this podcast. And in the course of the past two, no, not two weeks, one month, time involves numbers, numbers are hard. Okay. Um, In the course of the past several weeks, I've had to withdraw myself from something that I'd said yes to that I actually probably should have said no to. Um, That when I was approached with a project, it sounded great. It kind of seemed like, yeah, maybe I wanted to do that. Or maybe I just got hyped up by it. There's two different examples here of what happened. Um, And then as we got closer to things actually happening and deadlines and it was time to do something, I realized immediately um, just how much I should not be doing it. And I had to back out. And I feel like I probably disappointed people by doing that. Um, Thankfully, as far as I can tell, me backing out did not uh, waste money for anybody. Um, It certainly did not waste time, hopefully, please, 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 for for anybody. Um, But it was one of those moments where I looked back and went, you should have said no to that. You absolutely should have said no to that. And the thing about figuring out when to say yes and when to say no is that it's not always clear cut and you won't always know. And sometimes you're gonna look back on things and go, oh no, I should not have said what I said, yes or no. Um, The only reason I withdrew from these two things, normally once I say yes, I will commit to get the project done because I've made a commitment. I don't usually back out once I've said yes, I will just suck it up and live with my life choices. Um, And I don't recommend always backing out at the last minute. That's not necessarily very professional. Um, And it does depend on what's going on. Um, I think for any health concern, mental, physical, does not matter. You have to take care of that first. And I think sometimes we do kind of, we learn by putting ourselves through the hell of finishing up a thing so that we protect our professional reputation. But I don't think we should put our health in jeopardy, jeopardy to do it. Um, In both of these cases, 
it was not a matter of me making a project not happening. Like I was the only person who could get it done. That was not it at all. Um, in the first instance, I withdrew from being part of an anthology that when I had been approached about it, I was very excited. I was like, yes. But July 2018, me um, was excited just to be asked <laughs> and um, thought that I should be doing something um, versus what I December 2018 me's reality was. Um, and those are some life lessons there. Uh, and then the other one was a um, potential client where had I continued moving forward, we would have had a time and money commitment and money would have been spent if I didn't stop it right now by withdrawing from the offer of the gig before I did the gig, before he paid me, I could say, let's not spend any more time on this. Don't, don't spend any money on me because you can, now you can't count on me. Let me give you some other people to go consider who can do this job and may have more time, may have more bandwidth, whatever it was. So that's been my reality over the past several weeks with dealing with yeses and nos. And um, one of the things I think that we have to be aware of in terms of whether to say yes, whether to say no, is um, it because I've got a thing of here's when or some times when, yeah, you probably should say yes. And then there's times when you should probably say no. But the thing that keeps coming to mind that doesn't fit neatly into either of those categories is when you you're offered something and you tell yourself you should do it. Like when somebody offers me the opportunity to write erotic fiction, I tell myself that somehow I'm not a quote real sex blogger or real writer because I'm not interested in writing erotic fiction anymore. I'm much rather write erotic nonfiction, creative nonfiction, uh, personal essays, how to's like that's kind of the, the place I've gone to. But in my mind, part of being a sex writer is writing the sexy erotic stuff. That's fiction. That's creating characters. And that's, not necessarily where I want to be as a writer, but I somehow I get it in my head that that somehow adds legitimacy to what I'm doing. And so I'll say yes to things that don't, that I don't want to do. <laughs> and so one of the outliers of yes or no, um, is be careful of the things that you think you should do. Um, because that's how, how you imagine um, a person who is a sex blogger or a podcaster or a vlogger or however you're creating content, you think that's that's the idea of who they are and not really who you are. So that's, that's a neither always say yes, always say no kind of deal. That's a just be very careful when somebody asks you something that you're not responding to it based on... Um, some picture you have in your mind of what you should be doing or some level of imposter syndrome. Now, I cannot give you a checklist of always say yes to this, always say no to that. Uh, it's way too personal for that. I will preface all this by saying always consider your health. Um, always consider your own goals and motivations. Um, and so you will make different decisions than I would make. There are some people who might hear me say that I backed out of a, a paying gig and, you know, potential long-term client kind of thing and think I'm just, I've lost my mind, but it, that was the right decision for me. And my correct decision for me will not necessarily be 
your correct decision for you. Um, you may use some of the tips I give you here and still have that experience of looking back and going, mm, no, that was still the wrong answer. Um, that happens to all of us. We say yes when we should say no. We say no when we should have said yes. And the only thing you can ever do is learn from it and and try to remember that feeling in that moment. So when those opportunities or similar opportunities appear in the future, and if you keep working on these goals and pushing forward, they will, uh, then you can make a different um, decision if you want to. I have said no to things that I'm like, man, I should have said yes to that. And then six months, a year later, a similar opportunity comes up and I still say no, but it's for completely different reasons than it was for the last time. So it's a it's a very strange thing. It's not something that you can predict what you'll do every time. Um, I'm going to start with times I think you should say yes, uh, but I want to preface that with uh, when you're first getting started with however your smutlancing career is, it's making money off your sex blog or it's being a freelancer or whatever it is, um, I do believe in general you should say yes more than you say no because what will hold you back a lot of time is that you're scared and being scared of something is not ne- is not necessarily a good reason to say no to it. It's usually the things we're a little scared of that stretch us and we learn something from it and we then develop skills we didn't even have before and we learn what we're capable of. So um, yes, more than no, in, especially in the early days of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish is usually a better pattern to follow, but it is very unique to you and to the situation and to what you're being asked. So let's start with times I think you should usually say yes. Uh, One, when you're excited to do it, when you hear about the project and you think, yes, this is what I want to do. This is so cool. Yes, yes, yes. If you're, if that's your initial immediate reaction, the answer is most likely needs to be yes. Um, It doesn't mean it won't be difficult or stressful as you go along. It doesn't mean that you won't have late nights or um, something happen that you have to work around and it, it, you know, you might find that, oh, should I have said yes? And there might even be times when you're doubting that you said yes. But most of the time, if the first time you hear about a thing, you're super excited for it and you can't wait to dive in, that's a yes. Uh, The next one is when it aligns with your goals. So sometimes we get nervous about something. Sometimes we're not ecstatic about something, but we're kind of intrigued. But it aligns with exactly what we're trying to accomplish. The best example I can give is if you're trying to be a freelancer where you write for other people and they pay you and you don't work for the man anymore, um, you might take on a writing gig that isn't your first choice in order to, to say to yourself, self, I just wrote for pay and these people paid me money and wasn't that nice. And it, it's part of building on your goals and achieving goals. It's not the thing you want to do forever, but it's the thing you'll do for right now to get to that point. That's a time typically to say yes. Uh, the other one is when you know, or you think you know, or you convince yourself that you have the time and energy for it. So it might align with your goals. It might not. It might make you super duper happy. It might not. But it might do all of those things and you're still not sure. Do you have the time and energy for it? Um, And sometimes you're going to say yes, even when you don't have the time and energy for it, because it aligns with your goals. It makes you super happy. It does something else for you. Um, But when you're assessing, you're kind of looking at a thing you're being offered or that you could sign up for or whatever, and you're thinking, should I? Hmm, hmm." One of those things is do you. 
I'm having to say no more often to things because I do not have the time and energy for something. And I'm not in a position where I have to grind and hustle and, and constantly go, go, go in the same way that I used to. Uh, for me, I consider that a level of success, you know, to be able to pick and choose my projects and to say, I'd like to do this, but I can't give you the time and energy it deserves. Um, is a weird thing. I'm not used to it yet, um, but it it does feel like a measure of success. So you can absolutely use that as a way to know, should I say yes to this or not? No matter how happy it makes you, uh, no matter how much it aligns with your goals, because what I have learned uh, over the past several years is it almost doesn't matter if it aligns with your goals, if it impacts your health in a negative way. Uh, for me, that's mental health, but for other people, that's physical health. If they try to do too much when they don't really have the bandwidth to do it, they make themselves sicker than they already are, which means you then can't do all of the other things you've been doing. So it's absolutely a consideration that you have to think about. Um, and then the other one for, you know, you probably should say yes, and this is the squishy one where there's no like hard facts to it. It's when it feels right. It's when you kind of hear a thing and you go, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that matches. Yeah, that, that's, a, it's in a deep instinctual level. Now we don't all always trust our own instincts. That is a skill that has to be developed over time. Most of us, uh, societally, culturally, in our own families and bad relationships, we've sort of been taught to not trust our own instinct. Um, and so you might not always catch that right away, or you might catch it in retrospect where you go, you know, that did feel right when I heard about it. So I'm glad I said yes, or that felt right. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said no. But as you learn to trust your own instinct, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, and there are some things I can, I'm at a point now, I can look at an email and go, no, you will not be worth my time. I can tell you that right now. And it's an instinctual level. And I don't have a way of explaining it. I can't give you the hard facts about why it's a yes or why it's a no, but I know it because I've now got enough experience under my belt that it's just a sense that I've developed. So that's saying yes. Now we're gonna go into when you should probably say no about it. And I started with the squishy one, it's the opposite. If you get a bad feeling about a thing, I don't care how good it sounds. I don't care how much money it is. I don't care if you get a bad feeling, even if you can't explain it to yourself, you should probably say no, because that bad feeling is absolutely your intuition telling you something isn't quite right. Um, I have had this before and I have been burned, but I've said yes to something that didn't feel right. And then I chased a payment and then they dropped me after a couple of months. Then they, you know, whatever. I just kind of knew, ooh, this isn't, this isn't gonna work out the way they are acting like it's going to work out. And it didn't. I've had those clients where I, you tell them up front, this is, this is when my payment is due. I'll bill you monthly. You don't have to pay me the moment I send in content. That's fine. I'll bill you monthly. It's due on this day. Well, the first month they pay on time. The second month, they're a little late. The third month, they're a little later and it gets worse and worse, but they've paid on time before. So they know when the due date is. That was a time. And then when they, they actually, that one dropped me before I dropped them. And I was so grateful. I was like, please, thank you. Bye. And I knew, and I didn't know what I knew or why I knew it, but I knew the moment I, I said, yes, something doesn't feel right. So when you get that feeling, I can understand being in desperate situations. And I have taken a writing job when I was desperate and I needed that money. And I'm not going to shame you or make you feel bad if that's what you do. 
But once you get to a position where you don't have to do that anymore, and if the more professional you are, and the more you're out there, and the more you're doing it, and the more you're talking about whatever your thing is, it takes a while, but you will get to that point where you don't have to take those shitty gigs. That's when you say no. It doesn't feel right. You can't explain it. You just know. That's a good time to say no. Uh, The next one, uh, time to say no, is when you're already overloaded. So... The goal for most of us as freelancers, long-term, I mean, is to work a little less and earn a little more. And some people tell you to work a lot less and earn a lot more. Um, That's what I would say a longer-term goal. I'm getting there. Uh, My work week, when I actually stick to it and I focus and I don't get uh, distracted by Twitter, uh, I earn the the money I earn on about a 30-hour work week. I'd love to make that less, but that's where I'm at right now. I used to earn half of what I earn and worked 50 hours a week. Um, so it's hard. I, you, can't, you are not always going to say no when you're already overloaded. There's a lot of considerations and variables that have to go into it. Is this a better paying job where you could maybe knock off some of the jobs that aren't paying you enough and you took when you didn't have a choice and give yourself more time? Then maybe it's a yes. But if all th- other things being equal the money, the energy, the whatever, if you're already overloaded and there's nothing you're willing to give up in order to do this new thing, it might be a no. I have benefited from it being a yes. I've benefited in the short term. I earned more money. In the long term, I had a mental health crisis and ended up in therapy for the first time in my life. So I'm not going to say it was the worst decision I've ever made, but it is something that now that I'm aware of what can happen when I overload myself, I am less likely to do it. Um, The next reason you might need to say no is when your health won't let you. We talked about this before on time and energy. If you know doing too much is going to kill your health or your health is already in a not great position, people who have chronic health issues know this better than I do. You have to pick and choose very carefully. But if you are new to having chronic health issues or you're like me, where you're new to the idea that your mental health and your stress level absolutely impacts your physical health, and it does for me as well, this is new to me, I am having to remind myself that sometimes my health won't let me. A short-term thing, a one-time thing, if I'm in a position where I've got constant migraines, um, IBS attacks, gastrointestinal issues that just plague me. Um, I'm not sleeping, whatever. And somebody comes to me with a one-off thing. I am more likely to say no. Now, granted, that's a place of privilege. I get to say no. I can afford to say no. I am not pretending that everybody can always say no to that. What I'm saying is when you can, this is probably a time to say no. It all depends on your situation. It all depends on where you're you're at and how badly you need this thing being offered to you versus how badly it's going to affect your health. And the other um, time to say no is when you're just not interested in it. And you know, I think some people will go, well, no shit if you're not interested in it. But no, I have said yes to things that don't fit me that aren't where I want to take my career. I've said yes to those things because I thought I should, because it sounded like the right thing to do, because I it was trying to convince myself I was somehow a different type of creator. And, you know, 
I have said yes to things I was not interested in because I wanted the money. You know, that goes back to it aligned with my goals. My goal was to make money. That was easy. Say yes to it, even though I wasn't all that interested or excited in it. Um, But when you are at a place where it's not going to drastically change your life if you say yes to it. And you know what? Quite frankly, even then, even then, unless you are in dire straits and you just got to, I mean, I have been there. You just got to do whatever you got to do to make some money and you'll take whatever. I promise you, I have written some of the shittiest, shittiest things and done it on the shortest turnaround times for like pennies per word and hated it, but I needed money. I need, well, we had to make some money. But once you get past that point of those dire straits, when you are in more control of what you're doing, like you have your day job still, and this is your side hustle, or you know, you're building slowly. Maybe, you know, you do something else during the day. Maybe this is your sex blog and you are building it slowly and you're not expecting it to make a lot of income just yet. You're giving it time. In those cases, if you're not interested in it, if it doesn't fit you, if it doesn't seem right, you don't have to do something just because it feels like everybody else is doing something. Um, from a content creation standpoint, the first thing that comes to mind are sex toy reviews. A lot of people do sex toy reviews and more power to them. I do my own version of sex toy reviews. Like I just want to write the sexy story that happened because of the sex toy. <laughs> I'll tell you about the the toy itself later, but let's focus on the, on the, um, the, the kinky fuckery, right? Uh, other people like they are sex toy reviewers. You know, the, you know, every detail you've got beautiful pictures like there it's, it's really cool. But there are people I know, there are content creators who'll say, oh, well, I don't do sex toy reviews, so I probably shouldn't write about sex toys. Or they'll say, I'm not really into sex toys and or sex toy reviews, doing them as reviews, but I'm being offered these toys, so maybe I should say yes. And then they're stressed out and they're not having a good time and they're procrastinating and they're not, you know, and then they just feel worse because they're doing something that they weren't interested in, that they thought they should do. When in doubt, if you are in a a place of not feeling desperate for anything, don't do anything you're not interested in. I think that's probably an easier no of most of the time. You know, if the, I said at the beginning, I didn't know where this fit, but I guess I know now if the words I should do it and you're not excited to do something, but you're telling yourself you should do something. If that's how you're describing it, you're probably not that interested in it. Um, And I think being able to sit back and weigh the pros and cons of something is always a good skill to have. But if you are presented with an opportunity and that's the way you you have to decide, not because, you know, it's a decent opportunity and that's just how you make decisions, but it's the only way you can talk yourself into doing it. You're like, well, let me label the pros and cons. And if the pros win, I guess I'll do it. Like if that's your reaction to it, it might not be something you should do. It might need to be a no. I know why many of us, beyond money, beyond um, desperate times, why many of us say yes when we probably should say no. And um, a lot of that has to do with thinking that these opportunities will not come up again. And that is a very common thing for those, when you're new, when you this is your first time being asked this, or maybe even your second time, um, But looking back throughout the years, the exact same opportunities won't come to you every time. 
But in general, if you're getting enough notice for what you're doing that some opportunities are coming your way, um, more will come. They will not come on a direct timeline. They will not happen when you're ready for them to happen since most of us are very impatient anyway. But if you've attracted enough notice or your blog has attracted enough notice or something, something has attracted enough notice that you're getting emails, you're getting solicitations, you're getting messages, more will come your way. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting better at what you're doing. And when you have the ability to be picky, be picky. Don't necessarily say yes to everything. Certainly don't say no to everything. Um, I do want to mention that it for some people, it is way easier to say no than it actually is to say yes. Uh, and I went through a period of this for a while. Um, and that no usually comes from a place of fear and anxiety and imposter syndrome. You say no to things because you don't think you can do it. And Sometimes you don't know if you can do it until you jump in with both feet. Uh, Google exists for a reason and please use it. There have been many, many things I've said yes to. I've never written that kind of content in my life, but I knew how to use Google and I knew that I could figure it out. And then I also knew that that's what the editing process is for. So I did, if I didn't give it to them the right way the first time, we'd fix this and figure it out. So I know some people, especially anxious writers, um, will be more inclined to say no, no matter how sort of goal oriented you might be, because you're afraid. Um, it's okay to be a little bit afraid. I don't know if you noticed, but in all my list of when to say no, when to say yes, none of them was, oh, when you're afraid. No, 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 no. I will actually encourage you probably to say yes more often when you are afraid of it. When you're like, I've never done that before. Not having done something before is not necessarily an automatic no. Do you think you have the reasonable ability to figure it out? If you are a writer and they're asking for a different kind of content than you've written before, do you have the available resources to figure out how to write that? You have, if you have the internet, you've got Google. Do you know anybody who has written that that you can reach out to and ask for advice? See if they'll help you. Um, the, the times I might not I might say, oh no, this makes me scared and I'm gonna go ahead and say no to it, is if I'm being asked to do something that's not in any area of work I do. If um, I'm a writer and somebody asks me to be an actress on screen, I'm gonna say no, <laughs> I'm, partly because I have no interest. But you know, that's a thing that my skill doesn't automatically translate. But writing is writing is writing. There is writing that you are better at because you do it all the time. There is writing you just don't like. It doesn't hold the interest for you. So maybe you don't want to do it at all. Doesn't even matter how you feel about it. You're just not interested. And then there's the stuff you haven't written yet. But if you can string some words together in a way that people want to read, you are capable of using those skills in different ways as long as you have some kind of resource to find out how to do it. And in terms of writing, there's plenty of resources on online. Uh, podcasting and um, vlogging, there are resources. E-commerce sites, there are resources for that kind of thing. How to sell a product on your website, believe me, oh my gosh, I live in those resources because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. So being scared of a thing is not a reason to automatically say no to it. It's also not a reason to automatically say yes. That's why I kind of go through these, these lists of think about it this way, because fear of a thing 
shouldn't be an automatic one way or the other. If you're afraid of it, but it aligns with your goals and you have the time and energy, and when you swallow the fear for a second, it feels right, then it probably should be a yes. It should absolutely be a yes because you, you're you afraid of failing is what you're afraid of. You're afraid of making a mistake. You're not like hopefully phobic about that thing that's being offered you. If you are, that's totally different, but somehow I don't think that's the problem. It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of rejection. It's the fear of fucking it up. And I promise you, I would not have gotten to the point I'm at today, which is not even where I hope to be in another five years, but I would not have gotten where I am today if I let all of my fears of fucking it up make me say no. I've said yes to all kinds of things I was terrified of. And then I procrastinated on, and then I was like, oh my God, can I do this? And then I Googled and I went, oh, oh, that's how you do it? Okay, we can do this. And then I swallowed the fear as best I could and I started writing. For me, and this is a personal thing, no matter how afraid I am of a project because I don't think I know how to do it or I'm not gonna be as good or whatever, the moment I start writing, that's when I calm down because the writing is always the same. The words are different. The message I'm trying to share is different, but creating that content is always the same. And so the moment I start doing that, I go, oh, why was I afraid? We've got this. So that'll be what I leave you on that. Whether you say yes or you say no, to me, fear, especially if it's anxiety of rejection, of failure, of mistakes, of fucking it up, should not be a reason for yes or no. Other factors should should weigh more heavily because most of us are gonna say no to things that scare us. If that's what we use, oh, I'm scared, I should say no, then none of us would get ahead. None of us would reach our goals because we all get scared. We are all terrified at some point until we're not one day. Um, that level of fear is different for all of us. Sometimes it's just a little bit of nervousness and sometimes it's like, freaking out, panic attacks, breathing into a brown paper bag, fear. Um, But on some level, we all go through it. And sometimes the only way to go to get past it is to literally go through it and to say yes when we're scared. And sometimes the answer is to say no when we're scared. So yes and no, um, it's a very nuanced thing. I do not think we have like solved every time, you know, Every single time you're faced with, should I accept this writing job? Should I accept this sponsor? Should I accept this? Should I try this new thing? There's no automatic yes or no. But I think that we um, should try to look at it um, as objectively as we possibly can, which is difficult. Um, And in general, saying yes more than you say no in the beginning is helpful. And then having the freedom to say no later is in my mind, a measure of some kind of success. Maybe not your ultimate success, maybe not your end goal, like where you're trying to really get today, Um, but it is a freedom and it's a privilege and I recognize it as such, but it is also a skill to be learned. Saying no at the right time lets you say yes later on. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at thesmutlancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week.